you have to listen to the views and the thoughts and the journey of our next guest. We bring you the Friday Profile, and this afternoon we're profiling Dr. Samim Zuli. She's an art historian, a writer, she's an artist, an administrator, and just someone who is an exciting, youthful voice in the art scene. So at the time of her appointment as um, the, the, the manager for the Standard Bank Art Gallery, Standard Bank had this to say about her. They said that Dr. Mdluli represents a youthful and exciting voice in the contemporary art scene. She is part of a new generation of women taking on the historically male-dominated role of curator. Importantly, her appointment is part of Standard Bank's commitment to excellence and transformation in the arts. And we know some of the efforts that Standard Bank has been involved in, from the National Arts Festival to Standard Bank Young Artist of the Year, and of course the gallery and the exhibitions that they bring to our shores. But Dr. Sameh is definitely a dynamic, bold, and one just fiercely intelligent young woman. I'll tell you what other people have had to say about her. Um, but uh, she stepped into this role in a bold way, and uh, she is. At, we, it's still on. The exhibition is actually still on. You can make time to go and see it before it goes off. A black aesthetic art exhibition which is currently on at uh, the gallery until yeah. the 18th until the 18th it's stuck yeah. in my head because that's the yeah. day of my birthday i was like until the oh, wow. 18th how are you i'm very well thanks Azania. thanks for having me no thank show. you for coming in yeah. it's yeah. been a couple of weeks now since the exhibition has been on yeah yeah um, how are you feeling because i think i can expect your emotions to have evolved from the pre- the preparation sure. sharing it with the public yeah. and now almost being at the end mm. It's been overwhelming, I must say. Um, I think, I mean, I had some sense that this would, you know, um, touch a few people, but I didn't know to what extent. Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting that. What yeah. did you seek to achieve with it? You know, for me, it was just to share, to share this, this amazing collection that speaks about, you know, our past and, you know, and the rich heritage that we have in this country mm. that I feel, um, we have neglected for, for so long and for various reasons, you know, um, one of them, of course, is always, you know, what is the role of art? Yes. And I get asked this question yeah, a lot, you which, know, <laughs> which I wanted us to address as yeah. well, because I, I, this is call that I'll never, ever, ever forget. Yeah. We had Eugenia Thompson in studio and we're talking about the dance umbrella yes. and uh, how it was coming to an end and all of that. And a caller called, someone called and said, you know, our conversations are very hard for him because he always feels blackmailed, you know, in the sense that we should be supporting, sure. we should be sure. involved in keeping and supporting yeah. the arts, keeping them alive. Mm. And it came back to the question of whether or not people understand the value of art to any yeah. society. Yeah, yeah. And I think this this exhibition, what it has done is that, you know, I think we've known that some of these artists have been around. They've been sitting in our subconscious for a long time. And you're speaking about black artists particularly. Particularly because... We can also frame because, it for yes, those that are yeah, not familiar yeah. with it. So you went and uh, you put up the work of uh, black artists from 1970 to 1990. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it, it's, it focuses on the Forte um, collection. So it's mainly um, a body of work that comes from that collection. But as I was saying, it it... You know, I was struck by how, you know, people have always known about these artists. And in fact, a, an amazing kind of organic thing that has been happening around the exhibition is that the stories that people are coming with mm. uh, that are sitting in people's heads, right? Um, around these artists that they engaged with, they, you know, they spent time with, um, they interacted with, um, yeah. and are therefore kind of this, this 
this record um, and also because I think oral history is such an important part of how we tell stories in South yes. Africa yeah yes mm. so, but we also need to find new ways of documenting because we can see the threats yeah. that uh, approach the threats that befall either a skill a discipline that indigenous knowledge if we don't yeah. document sure. in in new ways mm. but um, it's a very important exhibition in the sense that you are challenging the notions of South Africa's art history. Yeah. And I think these can also be extended to our thoughts on African art yeah. history. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, these are things that I, I've, I've, I came about, um, while I was doing my PhD, you know, I, while you're doing the research and the reading, you kind of see the gaps, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the, the omissions, so to speak. And, and there are fa different factors why that happened, you know, economic, political, um, social. Um, but 25 years down the line, mm -hmm. for me, I found it really, really, um, um, concerning that, uh, you know, certain parts of our creative or cultural, um, landscape have just never been looked at, um, and totally kind of, um, ignored and, and completely neglected. Yeah. Yes. Studied and yeah. all of that. Um, and it is the work of people like yourself and others that will feel, will take on the challenge sure. that you're posing through, through this exhibition. And I definitely hope that they do. Um, and we haven't had an art history that's been inclusive yeah. of, uh, the African view a point of view yes. particularly yeah. um and you talked about how certain artists in fact develop their own language a particular language sure. that is quite distinct unique to them but also mm. adds value mm. to yeah. our, our understanding of south african mm. art mm. i think there was um you know that there are various layers to the exhibition yeah and really i mean i get, get asked what my intentions were um and and of course as a curator you kind of have to state those those kinds of um uh, things like you know what what are your intentions yeah but the main one was firstly to to bring this archive out of you know the storage space and kind of breathe new life into it mm -hmm. and you do that by putting it in a public platform um and then once it's in the public platform then it's about um as a curator kind of guiding not imposing mm -hmm. but guiding a kind of narrative of sorts that will help people make sense of it. I mean, yes. I had to make sense of it myself. So um, I had to look at ways in which I could do that to tell a kind of story yes. um, that was also troubling me, um, you know, because it's fragmented, right? There are things missing. Yeah. Um, so this was really kind of me um, attempting to put that together in one space. And then, okay, once it's in one space... What we then do with it. Yeah. You know, then the conversations come up. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think that's where we get to see the skill, um, and the, the questions that a curator has been sitting with because we have to test ourselves as well at the end. Check how are we feeling? I mm -hmm. went to an exhibition in Cape Town recently and they had, um, a floor dedicated to, uh, Zimbabwean artists. And the art in there was just so emotionally draining, you know, and yeah. at the end of it, you, you then think, quite skillful. I get what this curator was, was doing because yeah. they were telling the story and they achieved or they they succeeded in telling mm -hmm. that story. Yeah. But before the break, I want to touch on this archive yeah. that's been at Forte yes. in storage, <laughs> one of the best collections of black African artists. Yeah. What did you find in there? How did you, how did you come about this collection? Was it easy to, yeah. for them to open up and say, let's share it? And yeah. what state was it in? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I came about it while I was doing, the, as I said, while I was doing my PhD and, and kind of parked it for a while because 
you know, it was just this big discovery, you know, but, but the one piece that I think kind of drove me was Dumile Fini's um, African Guernica. Mm-hmm. And it was because for a long time, I believed that that work was not even in the country. And then when I found out that it's actually at Fort Hare, I drove to Fort Hare yeah. <laughs> to see for myself. Um, and that's how then I got to know that there's an entire collection. Well, I knew the collection was there, mm. but to see it physically in the space. Um, and I might add, it was also very well looked after. Um, but I've since, in putting this, this exhibition together, it's raised a lot of um, concerns around conservation and restoration, yes. which is something that I'm going to really look into um, uh, post the exhibition. Because well, um, some of them were not in frames. So, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, some of these works slow. are over 30 years old. Right. So, you know, over the years, the paper goes yellow. The paint. Um, the we paint. Need to understand. Yeah, and exactly. we know the science now. Precisely. We know the science. Precisely, yeah. Um, and that's something that I highlight. I mean, in the walkabouts that I've been doing, I highlight how this is a concern uh, overall, yeah. um, institutionally in South Africa. And I mean both institutionally in terms of art schools and training, you mm-hmm. know, students around conservation work, mm-hmm. um, but also institutionally as in museums and galleries. Yes. We're sitting with collections that are just, you know, rotting away, basically. Oh. Um, and if we don't take care of um, upskilling conservators, then we're in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we do need to take a break, but so much is going through my mind because you're talking about conserve, conser- conservation and conserving these pieces and you think of uh, how science students bringing, bringing their skills to this arena uh, when you think about their understanding of all of these materials and so on. It's, it's, an, it's a fascinating and interesting space. So we'll have more with Dr. Samim Luli after the break. We'll take your calls as well. Have you been to the exhibition, The Black, A Black Aesthetic? And it's on until the 18th of April. It just might be the thing to do this weekend and just before we get into the Easter weekend. Profile. Right, so you have until the 18th of uh, April to go through to uh, the Standard Bank Gallery, which is located on the corner of Simmons and Frederick Street in central Johannesburg, and uh, check out A Black Aesthetic. It's an art exhibition that's currently on at the moment, and much of the artworks come from the Forte collection that Dr. Samim Luli has been telling us about, and she's the manager of the Standard Bank Art Gallery. Um, so it's quite fascinating. I saw, saw that you posted recently that the fine Dumilefeni sketches mm. will now have a new home yes. so it also adds to the wealth of the mm-hmm. work his work at least yeah. that we know of yeah i mean that that's another kind of amazing story that has come out um, as a result of this show mm-hmm. so a certain gentleman that knew Dumile and lived with him in in the uk um has been he- holding on to these sketches oh, by him because yeah. he left the UK to to go to the US and he he left a whole lot of things um with people that he lived with and this gentleman just felt you know i mean he could have sold them you know or put them on auction or whatever but he just felt they belonged to the nation yeah. and he's just been waiting for the right institution to hand them over to and when this show came came about he finally felt like they've now found the right home We've now donated those to, to, to the University of Forte, so they'll join the rest of um, the collection. Yes, and I hope you'll be part of uh, the efforts to preserve yeah. this yeah, collection. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. During the break, you actually had a beautiful description from uh, someone who told you about how the exhibition made them feel. I want you to share that yeah. because I think it's, it puts it so well. Yeah, I mean, I think, again, going back to the layers in the exhibition, there's a certain kind of spirituality that resonates in the works throughout 
the exhibition. And so somebody was saying that it feels a little bit like walking into a black cathedral. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a black cathedral monument <laughs> to these artists that were never really featured as part of our art history. It's almost, it was like a footnote, yeah. almost done as the exception. You know, Gerard mm. Sigote is the exception sure. and therefore he'll be featured in uh, the coffee table books sure. or any kind of review yeah, of what's yeah. happening. Mm. Mm. But uh, speaking of conservation, you know, I was in a conversation with another great collector, Victor Lamini. I mean, he's a yes. prolific correct collector of local and African art. And we're yeah. talking about how we actually don't value much of the skills that... Uh, our people have. Mm-hmm. We see these things as just mere crafts yeah. and we dismiss it. Yeah. Now we have someone like Dr. Esther Maslangu being the face sure. of the rural woman yeah. or um, this, the, 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 the art that resides within uh, just the, the, the heritage that we have, yeah. the cultural heritage that yeah. we have. Yeah. Um, but we're still not doing enough. Yeah. Yes, we've yeah. honored her. We're honoring her. Sure. She's going to start teaching yeah. and lecturing and so on, but we're still not doing enough. Mm. And I think for me, that's partly where then scholarship comes in. And, you know, somebody asked me, why did I even pursue doing a PhD? And it's because I, I understood that, you know, um, the visibility that certain artists have is precisely because of the way in which they are written about and how they're written about, more importantly. And the people who do that are the art historians, mm-hmm. the writers, the, the critics, you know. Um, so writing is important, writing our artists into history. Is important, um, and that was kind of the main one of the main driving factors of why I did a PhD. Yes, yeah. and also addressing rural women and their place, in fact, in South African art. Um, so you had a, a, a stint, I would say, as a, an art gallery owner. Yes, yeah. <laughs> How did that go? Oh my gosh! I mean, that was interesting. And Sasa Gallery. Yes, yes, and I mean, I'm still hanging on to it a little bit, but. It was mainly because, uh, you know, I, by the way, I was in, it was a partnership. Yes, um, yes, and, yes. and Johannes Pokela, the, yeah, mm-hmm. the painter was mm-hmm. really, because Johannes really wants to give back. I think that was a driving factor also behind why he was pushing me to also do this. Um, and what we were really mainly concerned about was that young artists, as soon as they leave, um, you know, graduate school or they graduate and do, you know, get the fine arts degrees, there isn't kind of a, a middle, you know, kind of phase where they can gain a little bit of experience, you know, yeah. have access to a studio space, work towards a body of work and then kind of show it professionally in a, mm. you know, um, it's a, it's a giant leap from like art school into showing in, in Goodman Gallery, for example. Yes. So what do the young artists do in between that time, you know, and, and we realized that there was a gap yeah. in providing a platform and that's, that's really what drove us to do that. Yeah. yeah. Cause you yeah. sit and you wait to be discovered and exactly eh, if it never happens yeah but i do need to know yeah. your signatures yes. your signatures are of the blackberry <laughs> and the pearls <laughs> what's the story behind them oh my gosh so the beret i it's just i can't deal with my hair to be honest <laughs> like <laughs> practical reason it's i thought such there was a something much more romantic and it than that goes with everything you know i just <laughs> yeah whatever it is that i put on you know I, it, it almost kind of completes it um yes. 
And as a result, I've just grown attached to it. Um. <laughs> I'm sure you barely go without. Yes. Is it the same one? Or no, I've have... got a couple. <laughs> but I do have a favorite. We need yeah. to do a story. I think we need to do a story about um, berets, the different types. Because the other day I was saying to someone, I had uh, the very, almost like the EFF one, the tight communist <laughs> type of beret, you know, got a black and a red one and a blue one. Yeah. Uh, the tight, tight one. I was like, yeah, this is the Black Panther revolutionary look. Mm. And then the fluffy one, yeah. that's like, well, maybe I'm rappel, or, sure. you know, the church lady. Yeah, yeah. And then the big one, yeah, well, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> the bigger one that you like have to yeah. you can push, yeah, pull to yeah. the side. But mm. there's also lots of stories sure. about, about the beret. Yeah, yeah. And the pearls? And the pearls is my mom. Oh yeah, um, my mom loves pearls, and <laughs> I've just kind of inherited that. Yeah, they're also just very classy as well. You know, mm. they, for me, they kind of make me feel pretty. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. They're no, such standouts. I think <laughs> it's just synonymous with your image. Sure. All of the best on this journey. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah, has it been and it's, what you expected? It is, and um, but I feel like it's just the beginning. I'm just getting started. Yeah, yeah. No, you are certainly making way in a space that not many black women have had a voice in. So mm. we're cheering you on. Thank you. Thank you very much I for really coming appreciate in. It. Thank and you. now we send you out into, into the, rain. the heavy rain. It <laughs> is bucketing. It is bucketing where we are. So if it is raining where you are, so please drive safely, switch your headlights on, keep a safe following distance. You know the story. Stay calm. Stay calm. It's 29 minutes to uh, three o'clock.